the only way that I could move into anything woo-woo was because the first explanations I get, I got were relating it to science. Everything has a vibrational frequency wave. We learn this in science class. It's hard to imagine because you cannot see it, um, but everyone has emotions. Like you don't see them, you feel them. You know you have emotions. All right, and hello, it's Maria Daniels here with another episode of Successfully Chaotic, and I have a guest here, Avital. <laughs> I already forgot how you said it pronounced it. It's it's Avital, and the little Avital. trick is Siri tries to write my name all be tall. If that all helps how to pronounce that it. That actually helps me quite a bit because the whole time the intro was playing I'm like I got this I got this and then I obviously <laughs> didn't have it so it's okay it's 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 an ongoing joke on this show people are used to me butchering everybody's names and it's just how that goes on here but we're so excited to have you here and I actually read uh your your google form and um I was like oh okay because I am all about um you mentioned natural healing techniques and you know I don't know if you know this about me, but a lot of my listeners do know that I'm very much involved in natural healing, very much involved in the world of herbs and like all kinds of things in the natural world um, as a nutritionist and an herbalist. It's like, that's my jam. So anything that involves any of that, I'm all about. And I'm super excited to talk to you today. I love your story. And, you know, at Successfully Chaotic, we're very much about the story and about taking the chaos of life and turning that into success. So I just want to, first of all, say thank you for joining us today. God, thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And a lot of the topics that you've covered are really fascinating. So this is a great show to be a part of. So, so happy to hear that. Well, I know, first of all, I do want to dive in and talk a little bit about, I know we briefly mentioned just about that you, of course, like most people have experienced, you know, some chaos in life. And <laughs> I think if all of us are honest with ourselves, we all have our own, you know, different brand of chaos that goes on. But the key is not letting that define you, but using that as a catalyst to be able to let it propel you into other aspects of your life. And I know it seems like from reading your forum that you, you've done a great job of that. And I think a lot of times people can get so bogged down with the idea, well, I've experienced this and I've gone through this and, you know, this is why I can't, you know, fill in the blank. But instead, if you kind of flip that around, you could say, well, because I went through this, now I understand this and now I can do this. And that's kind of what I seen when I was kind of reading through your forum. Yes, thank you so much. One of my mentors calls me a one woman campaign against you'll never. Um, yeah. but, but the other thing is I truly believe that we actually come into this world to experience like something specific. And in order to get to that place to experience it, we have to experience a lot of not that. So everything really is there to teach us more and more of what we truly want. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. I think that's a great way of looking at things because, you know, I, I can think through lots of things that's gone that has gone on in my life. And if I hadn't gone through those things, 
I would have no idea how to do a lot of the things that I do now. And I do think that, oh, I always mention it um, almost as leveling up. There's a lot of gamers out there. I'm not a gamer. I'm terrible at games. But for all the gamers out there, you know, think about getting to the next level in the game. To be able to kind of level up in life, I have found that I have to kind of go through, you know, the, the big boss again, you know, going through the gaming um, analogy. You know, you have to go through a lot of these things to be able to get to the next level and really look back to go, oh, okay, well, now I understand this because, and, you know, while you're going through those moments, though, it's really, really hard to see, you know, through the fog and the hurt and just the confusion of what you're going through. But once you're on the other side, I guess the fog is a good way of looking at it. It's almost like you come out of the fog and you're like, oh, now I can see, you know, and you look back and there's still that fog hanging there, but, you know, you can see clearly in front of you. So I think if people can, can understand that it is not uncommon for people to go through hurdles in life, chaos in life, super traumatic, terrible things in life, but that it is possible to be able to come out the other side and be a better person. Yeah. It's, it's so true that while we're in the moment of something, we wonder if it's going to ever end or if we're going to get through it. When we have an injury, when we have some sort of other internal physical challenge going on, that same question can come up. And there's a, a, a great amount of trust that we need to come in. And if you think of like really little kids and you watch them when they get injured, and it, it for some of them, it's a terrible, like a terror they, they, they just throw the biggest tantrum. And I think it's because they haven't experienced enough yet to know that it's really not that big of an injury. And the body has a natural ability to heal itself. But we kind of need to remind ourselves of that on the bigger challenges that come up as well. Absolutely. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with that because I think it's that fear of the what if, the unknown that we all innately fear. Even some of us that are very much like adrenaline junkies and love, you know, adventure, still there's a level of fear to things that we completely don't understand. And I think that's what you were speaking to whenever you were talking about that. And I think a lot of that, you know, going through those horrible things, I think, yes, we get, we go through terrible times. When we come out the other side, it's, it's something we've experienced at that point in time. We've learned from it and we know that we've survived it. We've made it through. And it's that understanding that propels us to be able to do other things that come up in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you do now? So I see your website, healinghappensforyou.com. Can you explain to people that are watching now or maybe listening later mm -hmm. a little bit about what you do and what this is all about? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. I think a lot of us people get curious what a former program manager from Microsoft is doing being involved with healing. And it's because I have my own personal story with it. And first of all, Microsoft was a great company, still is a great yeah. company. And I realized it was not for me. I was working there straight out of college. And how many of us at age 20 really know what we want to do for life? And I actually hit the road. I started traveling around the world to create space to discover what that next step is. And that led me into being a yoga and fitness instructor, teacher trainer, fitness director. And I'm teaching 25 to 30 classes all over town known as the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> then I started having issues with fatigue. 
with my hair falling out. My muscles were turning to fat and I was getting weaker than my students. And you can imagine sort of the, the terror, the embarrassment, the wonder, am I going to be out of work, right? Like if Maria, if you lost your voice right now, you wouldn't be able to continue this podcast, which you probably love doing and is bringing many gifts to many people. And I did what most of us would do. I went to the doctor. I eventually got a diagnosis of an autoimmune disorder called Hashimoto's, mm -hmm. as well as hypothyroidism, and just put on a large dosage of medication. And for me, it was, I, I believe them. So it was kind of like an arranged marriage, like, okay, I'm stuck with this for life. Well, how am I going to work with this in the best way possible? I want to have a harmonious relationship with this. And... I just started reading online, reading books and studying with all these different practitioners. I even went to India to study one-on-one -on -one with what's called an Ayurvedic uh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And I learned a lot and a lot of that really balanced me out. Then I started meditating and I started feeling worse. And those of you who meditated, you probably feel better when you meditate. So that's a little confusing. Well, I went to the doctor and it was just because I was having too much medicine and we need to lower my dosage of medicine. So um, we did that, I felt better, then I kept meditating more, then started to feel worse again. Went back to the doctor, did the tests, lowered my dosage of medication. So it's kind of like going from medication to meditation. Yeah. And I was fascinated by this. And you can imagine any time that you get fascinated by something or like if you're shopping for a new car, you start seeing that car everywhere, the car that you really want the most. So I'm meeting people constantly who are sharing the story that they were told they were going to die in a few months or a few hours, but I'm meeting them years later. What is going on here? How, how is it that this many people are having these stories of healing beyond what we expect. What are they all doing? That's what went into my book, Healing Happens, Stories of Healing Against All Odds. And so that has my story and then it has interviews with all these different types of health and healing experts, their stories or their clients' stories and tips on what we could do that when these people do them, when I do them, we notice that our energy shifts quickly, our mood shifts quickly. And that also we believe contributes to our health. There's so many studies that are relating emotions to health. So there's a lot of layers that we can look at here. And I also realized that these success strategies are the same things that we do in other areas of life. And that's why I created the Full Body Success Mastery Program. And I share it with all different types of groups. Well, I think, first of all, I think it's amazing. I never got to go to India to study. I wish I had. I've studied uh, virtually under one um, practitioner from India, and he was completely amazing. And I would have loved to do this. I'm a little bit jealous. But <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, I, I love what you're saying about your story. And, and I say this a lot, um, especially in my wellness world, that I'm not against conventional medicine. And that's not what I'm saying. And that's what I hear, not, not what I hear you're saying either. Correct. You know, but I think what we have got away from, especially in this country, we're in the U.S. here. Um, I think what we've got away from is the idea that 
you know, your body you mentioned is, is amazing. It can heal itself if it's given the right tools. And I think what ends up happening is nobody really knows what those tools are here. You know, it's not something that is studied on a regular basis. You know, most medical doctors do not learn it in college. You know, it's not something that is picked up on unless they're taking separate classes and actually going down that path. So, you know, the conventional medicine way of doing things here in the U.S. Um, it is very important. You know, I always tell people, again, I mentioned that I'm an herbalist. I, so I, I, very, I love herbs. I oh. love herbs. I love all yeah. kinds of things. But if I go out and get in a car accident today, I don't want anybody out there rubbing herbs all over me. Don't rub herbs all over me. Take them to the hospital. <laughs> give me triage. You know. And I think that's the separation that happens mm -hmm. is, you know, you have people on the conventional medicine side going, no, you know, we need this MRI. We need this. You know, and they're right. And then we have people on the natural side going, but the body is amazing. And these herbs do this, that, and the other. And they're right. Mm -hmm. So the reality of it is they both should be able to meet together and work harmoniously. And I think that that's where the brokenness is. And it sounds like that you're kind of, you kind of come in kind of like I do that. I, I always say that I'm kind of like the liaison between the worlds. And I'm like, yeah, but this over here is amazing. But this over here is also amazing. And I think that that sounds like something that you're very much about. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're you're totally right. And and when you talk about marrying the two, I mean, imagine then you you get into a car accident, you've got these serious things going on. You go to the doctor, um, you know, they do all the treatments, they put a cast on you. Maybe you go through surgery. You go home, and then what do you do to help contribute to your healing? You put your herbs on. Yep, absolutely. And they're not likely to interfere or make things worse. And that, that's what's fun about marrying a lot of these paths. Um, every now and again, there is something contradictory, like maybe there's something yeah. your doctor recommends not to eat, uh, you know, with this type of medicine. But well, a good most... example is cumin and garlic. I, you know, I always mm -hmm. use that as an example. Cumin, you know, obviously is a, nat is a blood thinner and garlic's a natural blood thinner. So you don't want to use those together. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yep. Yep, exactly. But yeah, most of the time you can do both together. Mm -hmm. uh, a big thing too, what I wanted to show in my book is also not which path you choose, but how you go about the path. What is our mindset behind it? So when we have belief, we are more likely to be successful with whatever treatment we choose. Uh, so that's really important for people to remember because those who believe more in the allopathic you know, route, uh, but and you have that strong belief, you're more likely to heal from that. Those who believe, you know, in more of the natural methods and less of the allopathic, right? You're more likely to see more healing results with that. Absolutely. And, and I think the idea is that, and most people are actually starting to kind of step into this idea is we are taking our health into our own hands. It doesn't mean that our doctors aren't capable, but our doctor's not with us 24 seven. And a lot of these little things that go on in our lives, whether it's okay, I had a, I've been having a super, super stressful time at work this quarter. You know, our doctors typically don't know that, but that very much can interfere with, interfere with all the functions of the body, including if you have any type of illness that you're trying to heal from. And I think that's why it's important to really research and study and take your health into your own hands. And the way to really do that effectively is also to reach out to other people who have been there and kind of coach you and walk you through those steps. Is that something that you find on a regular basis that you end up helping people um, kind of bridge between what's going, what their doctor's recommending and also how they're living their day-to-day -day life? Is that something that you find? 
I definitely do both of that. And it, it comes in different ways because I've I've also interviewed all these really intelligent doctors and, and done a bit of my own reading that sometimes I can also make recommendations on have you asked your doctor about this? Absolutely. Um, so that comes up at times. Um and I, and I know quite a bit more about Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism, right, than than other things. So there's a lot more recommendations I can make in that area. You know, even initially when we were um, trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and I was just sent home. I was teaching a spinning class, and my face turned flesh white. And my students told me to go to the hospital because I looked yeah. so awful. And they ran tests, and they really just said, you know, these numbers are a little off here, but you're too young for that to be an issue. And those were my thyroid numbers. But I wasn't feeling well for quite some time. And I read up and I found out, oh, like the antibodies, autoimmune, like they didn't test that. So I went back into another doctor. I said, would you test my antibodies? And they said, yes. Um, and that's when we got a little more fine tuned. But then I've done even more reading and understanding of what autoimmune disorder might actually be. Um, and sometimes it, it's the, some of the belief is not that your body is attacking itself. It, it's that your body is trying to rid you of a virus like Epstein-Barr virus or Lyme disease. So I've heard Absolutely. this from two different practitioners. No, I've, I've read that as well. Yep. And so then there's the suggestion, well, add on to your protocol, like, you know, taking care of those things. See if you can get tested for those things as well. So that's the, you know, the medical side. Um, and I believe that quite often there is a connection, right? between our emotions or our thoughts and what's our next step what are we working on growing out of or what's a lifestyle shift shift that's being asked to happen in this moment so we've not done anything wrong this is really important so i have this podcast called disease is a sign of spiritual progress um because it's more about what is our next step in growth Okay, because a lot of people are, are doing the same things that you're doing and they're not getting the, the same physical responses. Um, and it's just it, it's just because they're they're fine as they are. And there's still nothing wrong with that either. Uh, yeah. But it's like there's something in your soul craving something different. So if there is a correlation, you know, between that, that's where we get to explore that. I mean, and in all honesty, even if there wasn't a correlation, there's always something emotional or mental going on with ourselves that we can work on. And that's another really, really fun arena to dive into. And I have lots of different tools that I use with people. So neuro-linguistic programming is one of people's favorites because it's, it's very accessible and it's easy for people to see the results quickly. So I did read that in your form. That was actually going to be a question for people that have no idea what that means. Can you kind of explain to people what neurolinguistic therapies and that type of thing is? Yeah. Well, a couple things to keep in mind that I've already been hinting that there's often connections um, right between the emotions or the mind and the body. And there's connections between the emotions and the mind. And there are neural pathways that are created um, you know, between those spaces. There are emotional patterns that we get into. Uh, but you'll notice, um, and in just an example right now, uh, let's say you think about a complaint that you have. Um, so let's say it, it's, um, you know, my friend never calls me back. A simple complaint. And just notice in your body how you feel when you think that thought. 
Okay. Now think the thought like, uh, let's think, let's just think of, let's make this a little more extreme. Um, and we'll actually, we'll go part way and then we'll go more extreme. So let's think of, I, I would love it if my friend calls me back. How does that feel in your body? Does it feel a little better? Okay. Now think of a friend who always calls you back. I love it when this friend always calls me back. And how does that feel in your body? So th these are thoughts affecting our emotions, right? Affecting our body. And in a way, so neurolinguistic programming is working on the patterning of how things are stored in your mind uh, so that you can help shift your thoughts. And then you're going to feel emotionally and physically better. Absolutely. And I think that we've heard the comments, I'm sure, like mind over matter and things like that. And I think that those are some, some simple ways of thinking about that. But I, I know I've sitting there thinking when you were talking, even during times where I'm not feeling well, mm -hmm. you know, if I try to put on happy music or something, it always makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, and I think there's simple things that we can do on a day to day basis mm -hmm. that is able to up our mood. And um, I, was, I was also thinking about um, I can't remember the study. I wish I could remember. I started not saying because I couldn't remember who did it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, there was a study that was done just with um, specific music and um, healing. And the, I mean, I read the study and I was like, oh, that is so interesting. I, I play djembe. And um, it's a drum for people that don't know, it's a hand drum. And my 12 year old is autistic. And that's something that we've always done with him as part of artist's therapy. So cymatics, yeah. which is a sound therapy. Yes. And that works similarly in the brain. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason that I really started diving into helping him therapeutically with that drum. But what I found is people that have come to our drumming, um, they're from all walks of life and mm -hmm. they always leave feeling so much better. And I think it's because of the same thing. It brings up these emotions. It's very calming and it works in the brain in similar ways as what you were talking about with neurolinguistic training. And so is that something that you work with or is it something you teach other practitioners? Can you explain to us how you, how mm -hmm. you do that? Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say about the sound healing is that mm -hmm. what it's also doing is bypassing the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, this is key, bypassing the mind, because the mind can sometimes be our block. And, and so we just, you know, get beyond it and we get into the emotions and we get into the body. Um, singing is a very satisfying thing. So a lot of our thoughts stem from a deeper desire in our heart. And we're going to feel more satisfied in our heart when we're singing. And there are, I've, I've brought in sound healers for different programs and you'll see in, in my book and my podcast, there's sound healers in there. And what I specifically do, you can actually see behind me on the floor for those of you who have the, the visual video, um, there's an instrument called the harmonium mm -hmm. on, on one side of me, I'm putting it the wrong way. Um, and that's where it, it's kind of like a piano and a accordion together so it makes this beautiful melodic like flowing sound and we sing songs we basically chant mostly english chants uh you yeah. know to that and it's kind of like from joy i came for joy i live and sacred joy i melt again so it, it's relatable chants as well and it feels good when Absolutely. we sing um and even if we don't sing well, it still feels good as long as you can get past that because um, it, it's not a choir. So we don't need to sing exactly. well. Um, I, I do. I just started this on the other side of me is my flute. Mm 
And somebody gifted that to me only about a month and a half ago. So I'm I'm just a little bit starting to play that as well as as like a a calming, soothing experience for people. Uh, So sound healing, you know, definitely, definitely comes up. There's other things that I've played with at different times. And uh, sometimes we'll do a whole evening of the chanting. But before we do meditation, we almost always do at least one. So that's awesome. And I think that, you know, speaking about these things, there's a lot of people that have been, um, I guess, in that same world where they're used to those things. And there's like, for me, for example, I was not raised like that. People know, I tell the story, I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, Chanting was, we'll just say frowned upon. (laughs) But, you know, whenever I started getting into meditation and yoga and all those things and really studying again cymatics and sound there sound therapy and how that works in the brain chanting mm-hmm. makes so much sense and i think a lot of times people they are they're afraid of the unknown we were talking about that earlier they're afraid of the unknown and for me first starting out i avoided a lot of those things at the very beginning mm-hmm. because i was afraid of them they were unknown to me it wasn't something i was raised doing but then when I got over my fear of it mm-hmm. and I really accepted it mm-hmm. and I started embracing that in my daily life, it made such a difference in my own well-being. And I actually can I think one of my coaches that I had early on um, to really pretty much forcing me to try it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just, I'm not comfortable yeah. with that at first. And it took some time, but mm-hmm. I started realizing that how much, I guess my body craved it would be the best way to say it. And to go and start working with people sounds like such as like, like you, where, you know, you're helping them embrace multiple layers of healing and multiple layers to their own being to really start to, even if they're not in a place of sickness now, but, you know, to be able to embrace just feeling better on a day to day basis. And I think a lot of people think that they have to wait until they're not feeling good. Well, I feel fine right now, so I don't need that. But I always say, oh, you don't realize sometimes how good you can feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, anyone who who's ready and, and wanting something different will take the action at that moment. Um, I mean, yes, in all honesty, I've met a lot of people who say that they're really happy and, and everything is great. And I kind of spend some time with them, get to know them. And I can kind of sense like, I, it doesn't really feel like they're that happy. Like, and, and I'm just like, you know, maybe they don't know that they yeah. can be happier but but they're going to get uh, s- sad at some point it, it, it's like um and and actually i, I call this avital science um but it kind of help, helps me quantify an understanding of this this is really because i have an engineering degree because the, the only way that i could move into anything woo woo was because the first explanations i get i got were relating it to science Absolutely. everything has a vibrational frequency wave yes. we learn this in science class it's hard to imagine because you cannot see it um but everyone has emotions like you don't see them you feel them yep. you know you have emotions um so so kind of what i believe happens too is is in a way our whole being is this vibrational frequency and there's the the part that we could see with our eyes that we call physical and there's the part that we feel you could say with our heart right our emotions mm-hmm. and we notice these thoughts in our mind and then people like to talk about the spirit and the soul yeah so each of those has a vibrational frequency wave 
And, and I believe that for your entire system to be working together in harmony, it pretty much has the same frequency wave. When one part of you grows, when it changes, the frequency wave changes. And the other part hasn't quite changed yet. And that's where we feel disturbance. This is important for people to understand. When you're depressed, it's because a part of you has grown beyond something and a part of you has not. Uh, so more specifically, you know, it's like, let's say, um, you know, you're depressed, right? Because none of your friends take initiative to call you up. So we just go back to the example I had before. Um, but a part of you is really ready for deeper friendships. You know, and, and maybe you were in a position before where you energetically weren't open to that. And that's why you weren't getting that. So part of you is open to it, but the past life is still there. So it feels agitating that there isn't a match there. And it just takes time for all sides of you, for the spiritual side, you know, the soul side, the mental, emotional, and physical side to get to that place. So it's another example with uh, physical challenges. We might change emotionally and mentally, and the physical part is not there yet. So it actually even manifests disease to give you an excuse to slow down and rest so it has time to catch up. Absolutely. So what would you, so for somebody listening, what would you recommend if they're, you mentioned depression mm -hmm. and I talk with my hands to keep it in my mic, but um, you mentioned depression. A lot of people suffer from depression. If somebody's out there right now and they're in this moment where they're like, oh, wow, yeah, depression, that's just really affecting my life. I can't function. You know, I don't know what to do about it. You know, I've gone to the doctor, I've gone to the therapist, you know, whatnot. What yeah. would be some steps that you could tell them to take to start to put one foot in front of the other and to, and to realize, like you mentioned, that we do have these different, I want to say layers, I guess, um, to ourselves, that how would they start to go about getting the help they need to change that? Because I'm sure, you know, yes, you'll probably take more clients, but you do have a limit on how many people you can help. So if some reason, like thousands of people are like, please, you know, help me. Uh, they need to start somewhere. How would they start to figure out what they needed to do? Mm -hmm. And then how do they find somebody in their area that's qualified mm -hmm. and, and understands what you're trying to teach? Yeah, no, thank you for asking that question. And just a side note, um, in order to be able to be more accessible to more people, I created group programs. Oh, wow. So perfect. Um, and they are virtual. So uh, people can reach out to me. And and I actually, I'll, I'll give everyone a URL. It's talkwithavital.com. That's a free 15-minute discovery call. Um, there is a bit of a form for you to fill out. That's also why the call can be faster because you're going to think through some things before we talk and I'll be able to read it before we talk and know what you want to work on. Um, and, and we can create a plan together because I have free services. I have the group program, which costs less. And then I have one-to-one -one where you're going to be on a faster track. You're going to get more individualized support with what you're specifically working on. Oh, how nice you put the URL underneath there. So let's talk with Avital. Um, but here's the thing, and, and I do believe that it's slightly different for a, a more short-term depression than a long-term depression. Yeah. Uh, long-term depression uh, may be, you know, either, how do I say, like if, if you're born that way, you know, there's there's going to be something different to look in. Chemical and it, balances. It, and, exactly. Yeah. Which exactly. honestly, I'm always somebody that says, again, 
there's multiple layers to you. There's multiple layers to your healing. And, you know, yes, if you're born with an imbalance, a chemical imbalance, and you're not making enough serotonin and dopamine, you know, the, the things that we're talking about today, they, they won't, they definitely won't hurt. They'll still help, but you're still probably going to need to see, you know, somebody else to kind of correct that chemical imbalance. Yep. Yep. And then I would say the second category is somebody who's been depressed for for years um, and, and possibly since childhood. And something happened, right, that that sort of, you know, shut you down, that created that shift. And um, and, and you just kind of stayed there. And and that person also needs to get to the place to say, I'm done. I'm done being in this state, you know, or I, I accept what's going on in the world. Um, I want to learn how to live with this. I want to learn how to create a better life. And, and then they'll naturally start seeking help as well. Um, and then the, the third is a, is a more temporary depression. And that, and that's this sort of constant adjustment that we're always making, you know, where it, it's like something feels depressing because it's no longer right for you. And we don't need to be depressed that we're depressed. You know, basically there, there are solutions for all of us, no matter what story we're in. Um, but here's the key for anyone at any of these points of depression one of the first things you can do is something that raises your energy. Something simple that raises your energy. And we'll do something right now. Um, very easy to do. Just take a double inhale, tense all of the muscles in your body. Make your face all funny. Double exhale, completely release and relax. You feel kind of the aliveness and lightness of your cells after you do that? Okay. Do that two or three more times more, right? You're going to feel even more of that escalation of energy. Um, so I have this set of energization exercises, which are great for raising our energy. They were created by the yoga guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, who's known around the world for yeah. helping people feel happier and more energetic. And, it, and it's like, there are those days I don't feel like doing them. Like, I don't feel like I have the energy, but I realized, well, I have the energy to do the first one. And then you know what happens after the first one? I have the energy to do the second one. By the third, I'm ready to do all of them. It, it takes 11 minutes once you know it to do. Uh, so it's not a very long practice. And then the sitting meditation practice that I do is also designed to help, you could say, invite energy upwards. We, you know, they, they often say you can't solve a problem at the level that it's at. So this is automatically taking you above the level of the problem. And you're going to start seeing more solutions, but you're, you're going to start feeling more energy. You're going to start feeling more motivated. You're going to start feeling more excited about life. And I mean, no, I cannot guarantee this, but this has been shown time and time again um, that these are the results that people feel. You know, I loved it when one of my clients came into his yoga class and she came in really just looking like a homeless woman because her clothes were tattered, her hair was messy uh, and she's kind of, you know, all, all bent down. She wouldn't look at me. She barely spoke. At, at the end of the yoga class, she approached me and said, I want to sign up for your meditation series. I was about to start an intro to meditation series. And so we, we did that. We signed her up. She starts coming. And she starts standing up taller 
she starts, you know, making her clothes a little nicer, like her hair a little more organized, being friends with the people in the group. After a couple of months, she came to me and said that the, her friends and her family said that she was much more enjoyable to be around. These are the little miracles that we can bring upon ourselves. And we don't even always have to, there's a song that my spiritual teacher made that's sort of like you can beat something with a stick or you can turn on the light. So we don't always have to go into the pain and into the trauma in order to get past it. We can do things that help raise our energy, that help bring more light in and start feeling better that way. Uh, a, a lot of times why people are also not addressing emotions, why we just sort of get stuck in the depression, um, is because we either don't have the tools, uh, we feel like we don't have the strength, we don't have the support system in order to be able to face these things. It's intense. It is really, really intense. The uh, amount of depth of feeling we have inside when we truly, truly face it. So it's very helpful for uh, people to get into support groups. Um, you know, you can work with me, right? You can work in, in the group that I'm in. Um, you can work with a friend. Um, but there's lots of programs out there th that will give you that sense of stability and comfort so that it's much easier and it feels safer to step into that zone. So other than the website that we've got scrolling on the bottom of the screen, which is the www.talkwithavital.com, mm -hmm. where, where else can they reach you? I do see again in your descriptor, if you're listening to this, you can see it, but it says healinghappensforyou.com. Is there a better way to reach you? Hmm. Okay, well, I will... Um... So avitalmiller.com is like my main website. Info at avitalmiller.com is my email address. So that's a great way to connect with me. Avital is spelt like A vital. Yeah. Uh, so A, V for victory, I, T for talented, A, L. And what I could say too is, because we're talking about energy and raising energy, uh, that I would like to offer another gift to your listeners, if that's okay. That'd be great. Um, and that you go to unlockunlimitedenergy.com. Uh, but this is called, it's a webinar. So I'm gifting it to you all for free. It's called Energize Your Life and the three keys to unlock unlimited energy. And here's where we're going to talk about a couple of those tools, that three specifically, right, um, that help you understand how to feel more energetic and how to quickly shift that on your own through natural methods, but in order to have lasting, sustained energy. But just imagine any time that... It, you're, this isn't just for people who are depressed, but you know, in any moment, like we get overworked, we could feel tired and you're heading to work one day. And as soon as you get there, you have to run into a meeting, but you're not feeling energetic. What can you do to feel more energetic? You're on a vacation and in like a very remote area and you don't have access to coffee or other medicines you might use to feel more energetic. What can you do for your body to feel more energetic? These are the tools that I love offering to people. So that's at unlockunlimitedenergy.com. 
Absolutely. And I don't know anybody that's like, I don't need any more energy. So that's definitely <laughs> something that pretty much everybody needs to be like, oh, I need to check that out. Because, you know, I, I'm a very energetic person naturally, but I still have my days where you mentioned earlier that you just don't want to. I have my days where I don't want to. I have my days where I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I'm inspiring other people. And I have my days where I am trying to talk myself out of even getting up and getting up. So, you know, that's the reality. We are all humans that are very balanced on our emotions and some days we feel like doing it and some days we don't and the key is to make sure that we are giving our body and our minds the tools to be able to help us through those days where we really don't feel like it and i'll make sure that we put the link to Avital's gracious gift in our Facebook group. We'll put it on Instagram as well, and then also on our Facebook page, so that way you will have access to that. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, though, it will be in the show notes as well. That way you can take advantage of this. And it's been great talking to you. I feel like you've brought up so many different things. I feel like we're going to have like 10 conversations and be able to fill up so many shows. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I, even when I was reading through your form, I don't know. You talked to Stacy. So Stacy works with me for everybody that doesn't know Stacy price. She also has a podcast called price on purpose. And we co-host another show together called spontaneity, but she's amazing. She's become a great friend of mine. Um, and she works with me. So she was like, you need to check out her Google form. She filled it all out correctly. When which is a big thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, it should be super simple, but most of the time it doesn't happen like that. So number one, she actually reached out to say, you filled it out correctly. So we were like, woo. So Yay. then we came back and I read through and I was like, wow, she does a lot. And I, I love, I keep saying the word layers. I feel like somebody's going to play a drinking game with Maria says layers when the show, take a shot and then in a dying or something so don't do that but um that i've said layers a million times on the show but i keep coming back to it because there are so many layers to your story and i love mm-hmm. i love that um i consider myself a very layered person i have lots of different things that i have done have you know kind of walked through in life and still love to do it i'm always that childlike person that loves to try new things and it seems like from reading your story, you're very much like that too, on very inquisitive <laughs> and loving to learn new things. You know, like you mentioned, you went from being in Microsoft, which is very corporate, mm-hmm. to now teaching, you know, how to chant and, 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 you know, develop your own energies and healing and all these things, which to somebody looking at that on paper would be like, wow, that's not even the same world. This can't be the same person. But in reality, again, we're all so layered that, it is. We all have so many things within us that, you know, we could tap into that leads us to our next adventure in life. And, you know, that's one inspiring thing that I've got from talking to you today is just, again, that almost childlike inspiration of really reaching out and trying new things and tapping into a lot of the things that's always within us already. So I do want you to go to www.talkwithavital.com. Again, you'll have the link in the show notes to the special guest that she decided to give us today. And thank you so much for being on today. It's been amazing. Thank you so, so much. This has been a blast and I look forward to connecting with everyone who's watching. So great. Thank you. And for everybody, we will be again live next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time with another episode of Successfully Chaotic. And I hope you have a blessed week. Thank you. (laughs) 